Also, there's dry shampoo, which is Yeah, great. what the fuck does that mean? Yeah, I don't understand that. Is that like... Yeah, we don't get that. Wash your hair? Is it like hairspray or like... Can, like, what does it do? If you're, it's like a spray and it's kind of like... Um, almost like the consistent baby powder, but like lighter. And it, you like spray it on your hair and you let it sit for like 30 seconds. And it soaks up the oil and then you kind of like zhuzh it out or brush it and it is then you're good to go. What? Do you yeah, have to like rinse it somehow or like wipe it down after? No, it, you kind of just like shake it, <laughs> shake it out. And then it is fine. But then I feel like the entire thing about a shampoo bottle is it's like rinse thir- thoroughly or like uh, put it, I like mean, get what? it deep. So how are you getting it deep yeah. into the scalp if you're just spraying it on? it's not like cleaning your hair like no one is under the impression that it's like clean now it's I'm sure there are a lot of people that are under the impression (laughs) this is good enough (laughs) maybe but it's like if I don't know if you don't want to wash your hair that day and it's a little greasy you just spray it and I mean the more you do it 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 does build up that's why you can't just do it every day because it's kind of gross but it's just like a quick little convenient thing it it degreases that's it's like primary function what? Degreasing is like the primary function. Yes. Okay. I might have to try some of that. Welcome to Don't Forget to Be a Human, the new weekly episode of wholesomeness that relieves you from the exhaustion of the mental processing I put y'all through earlier in the week. It is a great day for a day full of being vulnerable and letting y'all in. I want to tell y'all about the last couple of weeks. A couple of weeks ago, I ended up in a situation where someone else made me feel less than good enough and it really took a toll on my interest in doing the podcast. So the next week I had a guest reschedule and I hadn't heard back from a few people I had reached out to. So I was feeling really down on myself and feeling probably the most commonly occurring feeling an artist gets, which is imposter syndrome. I was asking myself questions like, why do I deserve to host a podcast? What are people actually getting from this? Am I actually imparting any wisdom onto people? And of course, the most difficult question of all, who cares? Who cares about that I'm doing this? Uh, Luckily, I've been working on this noggin for 25 years and I've been training in positive psychology for quite some time. So I was able to take a bird's eye view of the situation and recognize that I was being hard on myself and that there was a deeper issue here. I had accidentally turned something fun that I enjoyed participating in into something that felt more like a required task that took up time and energy from me that I would rather put elsewhere. So I decided to take a step back and see what I could do to make the experience of this project more positive and exciting for me. I noodled on it for a bit and came up with some smaller ideas that I'm going to try and have already started to implement uh, going forward. But then something even more wonderful happened. I opened up. I was vulnerable. And I just like every time I'm vulnerable around people I trust in spaces that provide safety, some very good things came from it. 
I was FaceTiming with one of my best friends, Ashley, who also happens to be the designer of all the great EQ book club related content. And I was telling her everything I just told y'all and how I was feeling about the situation and my ideas going forward. And she took the opportunity to be real with me. She's here right now. So Ashley, welcome to the show. Do you remember what you said? Um, hi, everyone. I do kind of remember what I said. I remember it being very wholesome. <laughs> and I didn't think we were going to get into that because it was like our weekly FaceTime call where we watched the challenge. And I, before we started, I was like, hey, you, like, I need those quotes or like something like that. And you were like, oh, like, we're not doing one next week. And I was like, well, why not? And you were like, we'll talk about it later. And I was like, oh, no. <laughs> I felt, I was like, sad that you were feeling that way. I think I just tried to remind you, like, why you started it. And when you started it, how excited you were. And, I, like, I was excited for you. I just, as I was listening to you all, I listened to all your episodes. It started to get really serious. Yeah. And even, like, when I would listen to it, even on like your good, ep- I mean, I'm not saying you had bad episodes, but like on the really good ones. It's okay. We all know. <laughs> <laughs> on the really good ones, you would, you would still say things. And I would like literally laugh out loud like, alone in my apartment. We'd be like, who is that? Like, who's talking? I don't know who that is. You were being like really serious. And I just didn't think you were bringing enough of your like goofy personality to the table. Cause I know you want to talk about serious stuff, but you still need to be like funny with it so people can be like relate to it. Sure. (laughs) Yes. So essentially she told me you're being too serious. That isn't you. You're kind of a fucking goofball. And when she said this, it all clicked for me. I had forgotten one of my golden rules. If you have ever been in any room I've ever lived in, you're likely very aware of my love for whiteboards. I always have whiteboards around my room with words, phrases, and ideas that I'm trying to live by or explore more. And one of my favorite phrases of all time is still on one of those boards. It was written on there probably over four years ago and has gone with me from room to room. And I leave it up next to my door so that I always see it when I leave the room. It says, don't forget to be a human. Shout out to Jules for that one. Hopefully we will have her wonderful brain on the show in the future. But that's why this bonus weekly episode of the podcast exists as don't forget to be a human. Don't forget to be a human. I had forgotten. I was trying to be a machine and pump out content that really mattered. I was focusing on getting really strong information out. And I still am, but one of my other best friends, Eric, reminded me that I'm also doing this for myself first and foremost. And if I'm not enjoying it, why would anybody else? So today I have brought two incredibly special people on to talk about the future of this show and what it means to be a human. Ashley and Eric are the only two people that I speak to every single day and probably two of five people that I speak to more than once a week. So hi guys, welcome. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. (laughs) So wholesome already, beautiful. All right, Uh, I know I already divulged some of the main points, but 
talk to me about y'all's experience of the podcast. And then this past week when I told y'all about my struggles, um, since Ashley and I have already talked about it a little bit, Eric, do you have any insight on that? Um, I was trying to think back to what I said to you when we talked about it and I can't remember exactly what I said, but I think, um, I was just trying to get you to like, remember why you enjoyed doing it in the first place. And like, you realize if you're not having fun with it, like you, there's no point in continuing because you need to be having fun and enjoying yourself so that you can like be getting the most out of it. And I don't mean like for you personally, but I mean, you like interviewing someone, like if you're not having fun with it, you're not going to be getting the full, like best, you know, information out of them. Um, so yeah, I think it was just about like, it still needed to be fun. If it wasn't, then there's no point. What is your experience of listening to the show been so far and your view of how we ended up here? Um, I think hmm, I like hearing about the actionable things that you talk about. There's, you have like some crazy cool guests and they have such interesting information. Um, and sometimes it gets too abstract and then I start to get, I don't get like confused, but I don't know if like my mind starts to wander and then I kind of lose track. Sure. Um, and so all that stuff is really good. And then it's even better when it's like tied to an action item that is either like something to pay attention to or something to do. Mm -hmm. Ashley, you have any thoughts? I mean, yeah, I agree with what Eric said. Um, cause when you told me you were going to start one and before you even started one, I was like, when's Ryan going to start a podcast? Like, I know it's coming. Like I know <laughs> <laughs> has a lot to say probably. And oh yeah. This was inevitable. <laughs> yeah. And I think I, when you told me that, I think I texted you. I was like, I've been waiting for this to happen. And, um, yeah, listening is always like really fun. And the, like, this means, but I'm, I know I'm still interested in it, but I don't know how to like apply it to my own life. But the episodes that I do like are really like people talking about their own life experiences and it's things that I have experienced or can relate to. And then it's like useful information to me. And those are like the most comforting and like wholesome episodes. Okay. Perfect series of answers because Eric is saying that he likes one part of the podcast and actually saying that she likes the other part of the podcast. And that is essentially what we're trying to do with these episodes going forward is be more relatable by having people that I talk with on a regular basis, um, as well as give more actionable insight by, because these are people, the people in my life, the people that are closest to me are people that challenge me and uh, disagree with me often, which is really fun. Uh, that's why I love these two people, um, because we get to have these conversations where we get to explore these ideas. You know, they ask for advice sometimes. Uh, hopefully they'll be willing to do that on the show at some point. And uh, we'll get into some more actionable thought processes as well. So 
my friends are fucking awesome. Supportive and wholesome friendships are the shit. If your friendships don't feel like this, don't you worry, because we are here to be your digital friends every week, which I think is a good point to explain the format of the future of this show. First and foremost, I'm going to continue releasing the Tuesday episodes with professionals in their fields talking about a specific topic and how it relates to mindfulness and emotional intelligence. But I'm not going to be so anal about it anymore, and I will only be releasing episodes of that show when I have someone worthwhile to share with y'all, which will still be very often. I promise I already have five episodes lined up. But on Thursdays, I will be releasing this show, which I'm calling, again, Don't Forget to Be a Human. The first Thursday of every month, I will be doing an episode with Ashley. You can expect topics like wholesome friendships, the beauty of Atlanta, Scorpios, and our favorite activity, reality TV. So first, Thursdays with Ashley. On the second Thursday of every month, I will be bringing in a rotating carousel of wholesome, close friends to talk about whatever we need to. You can expect a lot of artists, but also some future and current civic leaders. Stay tuned for next week because it is going to be a very fun one. I've already got it planned. Second Thursdays will be a surprise. The third Thursday of every month will be with this lovely Eric. I can't tell you exactly what those episodes are going to be like yet, but I would venture to guess there will be a lot of Googling, fact-checking, stats and data, asking questions, and possibly heated debate. It will not be as sad and boring as that explanation sounded. <laughs> Thursdays are with Eric. The final Thursday of each month is the most exciting to me because everyone listening has an opportunity to be on that episode. At the end of the month, we are going to do an actual book club chat. Before the start of each month, I'm going to post a book that you can join me in reading for the month. I already have them all planned out and I'm very excited, though they may change, we'll see. So I may post a full schedule for the year soon, but our timeline for this month is short. All right, so that's the gist of what is going on right now. And with the future of the show, grab the Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, preferably at bookshop.org shop EQ, and start reading. This book will change your life. I read it three times a year. Ashley just finished it, actually. So I'm going to put her on the spot. Ashley, do you want to offer any insight or talk about our book clubbing experience with it? Um, that book I bought because you recommended it. And... I was putting it off because I had another book that I was stuck on. And then I took your advice where you just put it down and start another book. There's nothing wrong with, you know, cheating on a book. It's okay. <laughs> and I finished that book in like three, three days. And I probably could finish it in a day, but I was on vacation with my family. But it was just a really good book. And I really think everyone needs to read it. And and there were like parts of it I didn't really understand or needed further explanation on. And then Ryan and I had just like an impromptu book club and it turned out to be like a really helpful. Yes. So hopefully we can do that as a larger community. I think it would be really fun uh, and we'll continue doing these every month going forward. So I love 
sharing my books and talking about them with you. So hopefully you'll continue to join us until then. I have something for the three of us to do. We all just watched me and Eric's all time favorite movie. I love you, man. So I wanted to explore some of the lessons and friendship we get from that movie. What do y'all think about that? Yeah, let's do it. It is, it is a beautiful movie about beautiful friendship. I think. So in one of the earlier scenes, Paul Rudd asks Andy Samberg, how do I make friends? And I was like, oh, fuck. How do, how do you make friends? You were like, friends? retweet, bro. Yeah, for real. <laughs> um, so what an excellent question. When was the last time y'all made a friend and how did it happen? Uh, I'll start, I guess. Um, well, this has been particularly difficult uh, over the past year for obvious reasons. Right. The first thing that comes to mind is um, I started dating someone back in July who I'm still with now. And a lot of her friends are now my friends. And so these, these people that I met through her, I would say are like my newest friends. But um, I think about when that point is that I would say I actually would call them friends instead mm-hmm. of just like my girlfriend's friends is definitely after we talked about something on a deeper level rather than just like stupid surface level conversations that we had like while we were drunk. Um, And so, yeah, it's like every single person I can think of is like, I crossed the barrier into being able to call them a friend. Like after I just like connected with them in a real honest and vulnerable way. Uh, And I think that's pretty key to creating a good friendship now. I think that's very interesting because I was just thinking back to the movie and you see this montage for like 10 minutes of Peter Clavin, Paul Rudd meeting, you know, what, five different guys. And they all, (laughs) they don't necessarily suck. They're not like terrible humans, but he doesn't have that friendship connection with any of them because he doesn't talk about anything deeper with them. And then he meets Sidney Fife a.k.a. Jason Siegel at uh, his open house, and they talk about farts. Mm. And (laughs) (laughs) legitimately, that is where you can see their friendship began because they're talking about something that is on a more vulnerable level than what you would maybe talk about with somebody else that you just met for the first time. So I think that's an excellent point, Eric. What about you, Ashley? Yeah, and... And like the next, well, the next scene real quick, the next scene with them together is after Paul Rudd, like mustered courage to call him and like ask him out on a date basically. And like the first thing they start talking about, Jason Siegel asked Paul Rudd like about his sex life. And first Paul Rudd's at first, like really, you know, shy and embarrassed to open up about it, but then he does. And it just like totally uh, strengthens like their relationship immediately. And it, of course it doesn't have to be about sex. It's like, doesn't have to be like the vulnerable part but it's just the fact that like they dove into something that wasn't you know service level that like pushed them further really fast exactly um i think the last time i made i mean i've made friends through people i know through college but the last time i made like a really good lifelong friend and i've told you about this friend was probably with julia Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we both went to SCAD and we both had similar majors, so we were in the same building, but we never, we didn't know each other. And, um, but we follow each other on Instagram, how people in college usually do. 
And we realized, you know, after we graduated, we both lived in Atlanta because we would like see each other post. And I honestly, I don't remember who slid into his DMs first, but um, we were like, let's hang out. And actually, no, I remember it was Julia. And I was like, yeah, let's hang out. And then I never responded to her for months. And then I was like, I went through a breakup and I was like, I need new friends. And I texted her back and was like, hey, you want to hang out? And she was like so excited. And we met up at a bar and I was so nervous. So I was like already drinking. <laughs> and we, she met me at the bar, classically late as Julia is always. But then we just, I don't know, we bonded immediately, even though we got like blackout drunk. But recently, as our friendship has matured, it's become like a lot more wholesome and we don't drink together. Like we can connect sober and it's great. Wow. Um, Beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you don't always have to have alcohol involved, but um, one night we played that game. We're not really strangers. Great in, like, I had, she knew I had the game because it was like in my living room. And she was always curious about it. And I was like, we need to play this game, Julia, because we need to be closer. She was like kind of scared, but I was like ready and I was excited. And one day I just texted her. I was like, hey, I'm going to come over tonight and we're going to play the game. And she was like, okay, I'm so excited. But I knew she was nervous. <laughs> and we played the game and we, I don't know, our friendship just went to like another deeper level. And she's definitely now like a lifelong friend. And we like encourage each other and support each other, but we also challenge each other and like, call each other out on our shit. So I love it. That's the last time I made a really good friend. <laughs> I That's so sweet. It is very sweet. I think that was, we've talked about this a few times, Ashley. We don't know exactly where the turning point of our strong friendship is, but one of them was definitely when we played We're Not Really Strangers. And that game is just, so good for creating opportunities to be vulnerable in a safe space and become friends with your friends. Like it, it does that. It's such a good tool because it feels like you're playing a game and then it, it just opens up that you would never think to talk about, you know? Absolutely. It's like if you, no, I don't want to say that cause that might scare people off. <laughs> um, Wait, I've got one more to add. Yeah, hit me. Like another another way to go from like acquaintances to friends um, is get it. I am like a huge, like I'm really big into getting someone to talk about passion because I think passion inspires passion. So like when someone gets me talking about the things that I'm most excited about, which is traveling and photography and design, like I light up and I just have this, like, I think it's more of a positive energy. And I think that's, you know, welcoming uh, if anyone is that way. And so then like the, the person I'm talking to can reciprocate that energy and like bounce off that. And I just think that's like the best way. Um, I, a lot of times when you're like meeting new people, you're talking about like work and, you know, TV shows, which I, I enjoy talking about sometimes, but if you just want to like bypass that, like try to get them to talk about like what they're actually like really excited to do. Before COVID, I used to ask people like, what are you looking forward to? Like, what are you excited about? And usually it was like, you know, a concert or something. And then that like leads the way into like, Oh, like I love that artist too. Like, let's talk about that. Or like, why do you like that artist? Like, how did they make you feel? Um, 
So yeah, those yeah, are some of the things. I completely agree. I think that is actually how I made someone that I think I'm ready to call my most recent friend. Uh, earlier this week, the episode will have come out of me and Scott Gazzoli uh, from Causing the Effect podcast. And he just reached out to me out of nowhere, just emailed me. It was like, hey, let's be on each other's shows because they're kind of similar. I was like, I don't know. <laughs> Sounds <laughs> like a lot of work. Um, but it, it was really just because I didn't know the guy and I didn't, uh, I was also in that rut that I was talking about earlier and I didn't feel like uh, it was going to be a positive experience. So in my mind, it had already become a negative experience because I had already decided that it was. Um, but then I listened to uh, his podcast and I went to an episode that was titled with something that I was interested in. And then I heard him speak about that and his passion about that. So then on this episode from Tuesday that hopefully people will have listened to by now, I get him to talk about that. And he just opened up and he was so excited to talk about it. And I was loving hearing about it. And then that kind of like broke the barrier uh, as we were talking about that. And then we recorded me on his show right after that. And I was able to talk about all my passions and all of the things that I love to talk about and love to think about. And by the end of it, I could like feel he was processing a lot of stuff that I was talking about. And that meant that like he was listening to me and that I was able to say things that I hadn't been able to say before because he was asking questions that were purely curious and he was interested in this stuff that I was passionate about. So yes, I completely agree, Eric. That is an excellent way to make friends and shout out to Scott because we're friends now, dude. (laughs) <laughs> oh yeah shout out scott um in the middle of the movie yes we're still talking about i love you man <laughs> uh in the middle of the movie paul rudd tells rashida jones there's no rules for male friendships if you could make one rule for male friendships what would it be you're asking us. <laughs> yeah. And I'm asking the listeners too. Fucking tell me if you have any. I would be very curious. Uh, the first thing that comes to mind for me is like, talk, don't only talk about things that you think should be talked about in a male relationship. That was going to be mine as well. <laughs> yeah. So. Like, don't let the the title of, like, male relationship define how you think you're supposed to act, to act in that relationship. Yeah, talking or That's actions. That, like, you yeah. don't just have to come over and watch sports. I'm happy to come over. And there was a really great period of uh, one group of friends of mine, all guys, getting together every week and watching The Bachelorette. And we were like, I think that was the closest that we had been watching something together because it was always sports otherwise. Um, And we were experiencing other people's relationships in that moment and processing them together. Um, But yeah, 
you know, we don't have to watch sports. I'm happy to just come over and hang out and talk with you. We could just put on some music in the background. We need music in the background. Don't forget. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just coming over to hang is good. Like you could bake together. Like you don't have to watch anything. Oh, uh, go to the, go to the park together. Yeah. Okay. Ashley, if I'm coming over, what are we baking together? Probably banana bread, but, or oatmeal raisin cookies. But that one time we made those funnel cakes, which was kind of a fail, but they were so good. Wow. Yeah. We made funnel cakes. They turned out like, <laughs> they looked disgusting, but they tasted so good. People, like when I put on my Instagram, people were like, are you eating chicken feet? And I was like, Ew. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Eric, what are we baking? Uh, well, if we're at my parents' house, we're baking my mom's chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Oh, man. I Let's not think about that any longer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashley, do or, you have no, a... Wait, wait. No, we're baking pizza. I rem- I'm remembering back to when... We did pizza, and you did the weirdest, like, was it fully vegan or just vegetarian? I believe I threw some salmon pieces that we had left over. Yeah, that was, like, the weirdest pizza ever. (laughs) But it was fun, because you were being creative. You were like, all right, like, what are my resources here? Like, what's the best thing I can do? And that was fun. That was a good, like, problem-solving activity. Hell yeah. That's that's the best thing in the world to do in a kitchen, is problem-solve. So fun. That's how you cook people problem solve <laughs> Ashley better at that than others <laughs> uh, Ashley what do you have any thoughts on a rule for male friendships well like do you mean like male and male friendship or me being a woman having male friends no 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 I mean male male with male friendships from your perspective I mean, I have to agree with Eric. Like, you don't have to talk about the stuff you think you have to talk about. And I don't know. I just wish male friendships, like, they can be as vulnerable with each other as girls are with each other. Because it's so wholesome and it's so fulfilling. And I don't think all guys, you know, get that experience. I completely agree. Which brings us... Go ahead. Real quick, there's, there's this, like... Okay, so there's an episode of Friends in the end. It's like right after Ross and Rachel like first hooked up, I think. And the, there's like a cold open and Rachel is like telling Monica and Phoebe like what happened. And they're like, oh my God, tell me every detail. And they're like, you guys can like, what happened? How to happen? Like where to happen? And then it cuts to Ross with Joey and Chandler. And then they're like eating pizza and, and Chandler's like, so is there tongue? And he's like, yeah. And he's like, cool. And like, that's it. And then they run the intro. <laughs> And it was like it's pretty funny to like show the difference and like maybe that is how I used to feel I think when we were younger for sure but if you're talking about you know hookups or relationships now like it should be way more than that yeah um Ashley used a great word that brings us to the next question at one point in the movie Ashley asked Eric and I is there a movie as wholesome with male friendships as I love you, man. I did not have an answer at the time, but damn, it is fucking wholesome, huh? I love it so much. Have y'all come up with anything yet? No. No. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. yeah just I curious. So. I haven't gotten anything yet. So uh, listeners, if you have anything as wholesome male to male friendships as I love you, man, please let us know. 
we're curious. We might watch it. <laughs> we prefer comedy if possible. <laughs> All right. I'll wrap this up with another quote from Ashley. She said, hyping up your friends is so important. <laughs> I agree. And I sincerely believe that that is one of the main tenets of all of my successful relationships. I hype up the two of you and you send that hype right back my way. And often it's out of nowhere. It's fantastic. Speak on this. Wait, I can speak on this. Ryan, last night I was with some friends and this book that you gave me, the book of questions yes, by Gregory Stock. Um, I brought it out and I was like, Hey, let's do some of these. And one of the questions was, uh, what do you do more often? Like give out praise or give out criticism. And it was a great, uh, like conversation we all had. And I was like realizing, I feel like I give out a lot of criticism and I'm like very selective with the praise I give out. And I was like, how can I be better about that? I was like kind of thinking about that internally. It was just a good conversation to have. But in general, yeah, everyone like wants to give praise the coolest thing and it and it makes your friends feel good and then they like give you that same energy back. And yeah, it's like a, a good cycle. Yeah, um, I've found that I also uh for a very long time and I I don't think I give criticism that much anymore, but I also don't give praise enough. Uh, but Ashley is very good at giving praise and uh, gratitude. And I really appreciate that. And that's rubbed off on me. Ashley, talk about it. I mean, I know I'm the best, but um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I mean, I used to not be that way. I think it was, you know, before I went to therapy and started actually liking myself, I like didn't give praise to other people because I was like, they already know, like they already know. And I don't want to make their head too big. <laughs> that's true and I was like now all like my best friends I mean I could tell them all the time like how grateful I am for them like how beautiful they are and like because every time I feel it I want to tell them because right. I just important because I mean I want that back and I know if I give it out I'll get it back from the people that matter absolutely and it makes me smile when they feel warm and fuzzy because they deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> so I recently have learned about a concept from a guest that is coming on the main show in a couple of weeks. It is called Mudita. Y'all know I am all about Buddhist philosophy. So this originates from there as well. The term Mudita is Sanskrit. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. So I apologize. It's Sanskrit and it is the pleasure or joy that comes from delighting in others, people's well-being. In application, it is to cultivate appreciative joy at the success and good fortune of others. It's exactly what you were talking about. This is that feeling you get when you have been helping someone in some way, and then they come back to you and say, I did that thing that I've been trying to do, and you are the one that got me there, or, you know, that, that, emotional energy that you get back when you give praise and you receive praise and uh, you get that smile on your face and tears in your eyes. Like that is literally the best feeling in the world. So I'm glad we've been talking about it. 
Uh, that is the feeling that I'm always striving for in the work that I do. And the fact that it has a name is fucking awesome. So I just wanted to introduce that term to y'all because it is so cool. Um, that is cool. I an example of that coming from Eric. And I didn't even meet you until Thursday. <laughs> when I come out, I made that wallpaper for Ryan for his phone. Yes. And then you were like, oh, where's that from? You're like, it's my friend Ashley. And then he sent me a screenshot of the things you said about my designs. And you like said good things about my designs. But then you were like, oh, her logo isn't, you know, up to par with her designs. And like, that was what I needed to hear. And I was like, I don't know this guy. And he's like critiquing me, but also praising me. And then I made a new logo like the next weekend. Because I knew it could be better. Yeah, like I didn't know you either, but like I was looking at your designs and then I saw the logo and I was like, oh, this logo needs to like, this can be way better. So like it should be and she needs to know. (laughs) No, I know. And I knew that, like I knew all those things that you said. And it was just like, it was taking like a stranger to say it to me that I was like, okay. Other people think the same thing. (laughs) Cool. Hell yeah. Wholesomeness. (laughs) All right. Thanks, guys, for being here. There will be more to come. We are your friends now. (laughs) Uh, Listeners, become a part of the conversation by picking up the four agreements ASAP. Start cultivating Mudita. And don't forget to be a human. 